0: Welcome to the Basilea Hollywood Podcast, a community of friends committed to the message and practice of Jesus and his kingdom. Bill is teaching today. Bill! It's amazing. <laughs> oh god, thank you for Bri- Bill. Thank you that um yeah, he's just really good at um caring for this community and um and studying who you are. Thank you that his mind is just um, so keen to um, just soak in, like, who you really are, and um, I just pray that he would impart some of that on us today. We love him. Amen. In addition to all that, since you're all going to be staring at me for a little while, I just want you to know this guy's beard is a maze. Yeah, you go in over here, you end up over there. I just want you to know that when you're taking it in, okay? It's a maze ball. It's a maze balls, yeah. Okay, so um, you may know if you've been around the last little while that we are working through a teaching series that we're calling Who is Our God? And the idea, as the name might imply, is that we're looking at, uh, we're trying to talk about what God is like, what we can know about what God is like, um, doing that by topic. And so... Whereas we have for a long time been going through passages of Scripture week by week, uh, we're now talking about just sort of traits that we thought were important to discuss um, as we try to learn more about God and what it means maybe to be people who serve the God that we serve. And so today I'm talking about the faithfulness of God. And you can see this in Scripture in the most point-blank way, in a bunch of places where it is stated that God is faithful. So what do we mean if we say that God is faithful, and probably a lot of things, but there's three things I'll highlight uh, that came to mind if I think about God's faithfulness and what I understand that to mean. The first is uh, that God is consistent, uh, the second is that God is able to deliver, that is able to uh, bring about what God wants to bring about in spite of challenges, where challenges are usually human unfaithfulness. And then finally, that God's promises are reliable. So I'll kinda, that's kind of my outline, and I'll just talk about each of those things. So uh, to think about God being consistent, I think that is a really important theme in Scripture. Uh, there's a lot of verses to that effect, but in particular, uh, I looked at Hebrews 13.8, which says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So in the past, present, and future, there's this uh, consistency to Jesus, and in Hebrews it's pretty clear, what we see in Jesus is what's true of God in general. So you know God the Father is likewise the same yesterday, today and forever, etc. <clears throat> There's this unchangingness to who God is, which means that God is not arbitrary. God is not uh, susceptible to mood swings in the way that some of us are. God is not uh, swayed by random circumstances in the way that maybe uh, some of us are or people we know may be. And uh, it may seem like this, is if you're going to believe in a God, of course you're going to believe in an, a stable, consistent, unchanging God, but I really, uh, if you look at other portrayals of God, it's not a given that uh, a God would be like this, that a deity is going to be stable. Uh, so, if you look at at least some of the ancient conceptions of different gods, you see a much more arbitrary, moody, capricious kind of thing. Uh, As one example, uh, there's a a story uh, several centuries older than the earliest Old Testament writings called the Epic of Atrahasis, and it's from the sort of the ancient Near East, same region as the Old Testament. And in this story, uh, various gods make people, and then uh, they find that people are too noisy. And so, one of the gods decides, I'm going to destroy people because they're, they're disrupting me with their noisiness. And then there's conflict, and another god intervenes, and they you know people survive just barely. But you don't get this picture that, like, God is principled. You don't get this picture of a god that is stable and consistent and reliable and trustworthy. You get a lot more, a god who looks like us at our worst. And so, uh, you know, there's others maybe that aren't so much that way. You look at the Greek and Roman gods, they seem kind of pretty moody and kind of just spiteful, and sometimes they just do things to be jerks, and they get mad, and they, you know, whatever. It doesn't look that way. So, it's not a given that a God would be like that. This is something particular about the God that we're talking about. And so, we can look in the Old Testament. We can see that one of the very important things about God is that God makes covenants with people. That is like an agreement, a contract, something like that. Uh, God works out agreements with people and keeps them, even over very long periods of time. Uh, If we look at the New Testament, we see um, that as well as this idea affirmed many times that what happens in Jesus uh, in some ways is new, but it's consistent with Scripture. It's consistent with the story of what God has already been doing in the people of Israel and in the world in general. And so uh, 1 Corinthians 15 uh, is an example of one among many, and this is where if we look at um, if we wanted to ask ourselves, what, is the, what are we talking about when we talk about the gospel? This is the most point-blank statement. Paul says, this is my gospel. And so, uh, it's fairly important, should be underlined. And he says, for I handed on to you, as of first importance, what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. Everyone say, in accordance with the Scriptures. And that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day. And everyone say again in accordance with the scriptures. And uh, so, the fundamental thing, if we're talking about the gospel, at least as far as Paul is concerned about, it, and he's the main person that I think uses that term, uh, Jesus is the Christ. Jesus died for our sins, uh, that it addresses our sins in some way, and that this, and that he was r- rose again on the third day in real life was buried, died all the way dead, rose all the way alive in real life, in history. He goes on to say, you can ask these people about it. They're still alive. They were there. They saw him. Uh, And that this was in line with what God has already been up to. This is in accordance with the Scriptures. This is not out of nowhere. It is not, uh, in some ways it's surprising, but it's not surprising because it's completely different. It is somehow uh, what the Scriptures have been saying, what the Scriptures have been conveying already, is in line with what's happening now, even if it's, it's so in a surprising way. God is up to the same thing God had been up to uh, all along. And uh, I would suggest the main reason Scripture is relevant to us is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because you can read a story about Abraham or Esther or Gideon or whoever, and it's like, okay, so God did this thing this one time a really long time ago or really far away with someone I've never met, who cares? And the reason it matters is that this is the same God that we interact with. This is the same God that we serve. And so how God has interacted with other people in a story that has been seen over time to have value, uh, it matters because we're talking about the same person and, so, and we're talking about a God who is unchanging, right? So it makes sense that if God acted towards Abraham in a certain way, I can learn from that. Yes, my circumstances are different, etc. but God is not. And so God is consistent. That's a fundamental thing to understand about who God is. And one aspect of that consistency uh, is that God is able to get done what God wants to get done, even if uh, human sin, human unfaithfulness, human inconsistency, and the like, uh, is in the mix, which of course it is. So Nellie, uh, a few weeks ago, talked to us about the love of God using that Hebrew word that um, she uses a lot, chesed, which is not the, it, you know, it's not love the way that I love pizza, and it's not love the way that um, we might think, you know, love the, that where you feel good about somebody and have the butterflies in the stomach kind of thing. It's really more that principled love. It's like the love of a parent towards a child, where I love you, but I kind of want to punch you right now, but I'm not going to because I'm committed to you, because I'm committed to your well-being. You know what I mean? It's the love that um, matters on the worst day, and that is the love with which God loves. And so even when Nellie took us through a bunch of examples of uh, the people of God being less than faithful, rebelling against God and God remaining faithful, God being committed to the, the relationship, the covenant and everything, God's promises, even though uh, the people of God were not holding up their end of the deal, and that's a good thing because we aren't always super good about holding up our, our end of the relationship either. And so there's a sense that God is, um, God is still holding up God's end of things even when we're not. And so this is tidily captured in uh, 2 Timothy 2.13. It says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. It's just a little tidy assertion about this. And I also got to thinking about, um, in the book of Revelation, Jesus is often referred to as the faithful witness, and it's clear there. That what we're talking about is in the face of serious challenges, i.e. being, you know, arrested, tortured, killed, uh, shamed in the maximum possible way in a culture where honor and shame are extraordinarily important. Jesus went, in the face of this, was still faithful and bore witness to who God is, to the truth of what God is like. Uh, He told the truth about God when he knew it would lead to uh, very, very, very nasty things because he's faithful. So, even in the face of human sin, uh, he continues to do what he came to do. And, and we can learn about, you know, God in general from what we see in Jesus uh, in his life. And then there's the promises of God. And so, God being faithful, among other things, means that God's promises are dependable, that God doesn't promise and then take it back or promise and then drop the ball or promise and then change it or whatever. And so this can be uh, true of general promises, which we might find especially in Scripture, promises where God says, this is something I'm holding myself to. And you can look in the Scriptures to see a bunch of examples of that. Uh, But the one I thought I'd use would be um, the promise that Jesus will return, that Jesus will once and for all set the world right. We've talked about this a lot the last few years in this church, that Um, Jesus came and got something started what we call the kingdom of God and there's other things we could call it Uh, God began to do something particular in Jesus but it's not finished yet if you haven't noticed the world is not set right there's some stuff that's not going super well Uh, this is not necessarily something that should surprise us because there's still something left to be done Uh, there is a sense in which we are still looking forward to Jesus coming even though he already came because ultimately uh, it's when he comes back that that he sets the world right and brings about God's will uh, on earth as it is in heaven, as the prayer goes, once and for all. Uh, In the meantime, we participate in that, right? We are faithful to God, and we get to play a significant role in what ultimately God will do in setting the world right. And so, I don't know about you, but based on how screwed up things seem to be, I actually have a really hard time trusting sometimes that Jesus is going to come and set all things right. Um, that's something that, like, I believe it because I know it's, it's part of the revelation that comes with Jesus, but it's not something I have an easy time, like, considering real. You know, but if, if God keeps His promises, that's one of them, that ultimately uh, death and pain and injustice and everything else that's pretty crappy about the way things currently are uh, does have an end. That, that, that will not be the same way that things work forever. So that would be a general promise and one that it's been a while and hasn't come true yet. It's easy to go, oh, I don't know. Maybe that was wrong. Maybe someone wrote it down wrong. I don't know. God being faithful means that's trustworthy. There's also, I believe, uh, very. I'm very convinced at this point, there are particular promises as well, that, that we can actually become aware of promises God is making towards us in particular, that he has particular intentions for us and may make that known. And those promises are dependable as well. And I have some really nice uh, examples of that. The one that I decided to use, so that I didn't talk on and on and on, um, is a promise that... Um, and I've talked about how when it feels like God is saying something either to me or through someone to me. Uh, I write it down, If it, you know, and document when it happened and who said it and what was said. And I keep a little book of those sorts of things and revisit it from time to time. So I look back in my book. This was August twelfth, 2012, about five years ago. And it was when uh, Danae and I were getting ready to move to the L.A. area. And we were moving so that I could do this uh, school thing that I'm doing that most of you know about. Um, And there was kind of this unclarity about what Danae was going to do in L.A. We were uprooting ourselves and moving pretty far away. Uh, It was mainly for my thing. And so there was this question, well, what's she going to do? Just work a random job and make us some money or what? And it didn't feel super good. She wasn't that thrilled about moving here. And um, we were having our... Our small group at that time had our last little meeting before we left, and they prayed for us, and one of our friends had this sense. He said, you know, okay, you're, you've chosen to move for Bill's career, but actually this move is for Danae as well, and there, God has something for her uh, in LA too, which which felt like, insofar as I know how to tell if something is from God, it felt like it was from God. And uh, that was encouraging, and we were happy about that, and that was something that we talked about. And then we moved here. And uh, there was a series over a period of years of just things that kind of felt like they might be that thing that God had. Uh, and we were saying, okay, this might be the thing. And then we didn't pan out the way we thought, ended up feeling really draining, ended up feeling really frustrating for her, different things like that. Uh, we had a lot of false starts that, that initially seemed promising and didn't really pan out. And um, as a lot of you know, uh, we recently... In the last year or so, Danae's been doing this plant thing, and recently, a couple months ago, opened a shop. I don't want to make this a commercial, but we've talked about it. Like, it really feels like this is the thing. It's actually going well. It feels like God's blessing is on it. It's been a bonding experience for us. It's been, make, you know, we've been making money, and, and it's like, it's going really well. It's going really well in a way that none of these other things have, and it's early, but, like, I, I feel pretty convinced this is the thing. And that that pro- I mean, yeah. So the God's faithful, God's keeping His promise, and that doesn't mean that everything's easy. There's frustrations. There's still, you know, it's still tiring. It's still a lot of work. It's still things that generate conflict between us and stuff. But it's it really does feel like God is working in this in a way that um, we have been waiting for for quite a few years. And if we look back on it, a lot of these false starts along the way actually have prepared her for. Uh, what she's doing now. So, it did not feel like faithfulness. It felt like God dropped the ball, maybe, or at least it made us wonder if God dropped the ball or if we didn't, if the guy got the thing wrong or was just saying what he thought was true or something. Uh, But it actually had some rhyme and reason to it that we couldn't see at the time. And so, I guess, number one, the point of this story is God does keep his promises, even though maybe it takes longer than you thought, and that... uh, The steps along the way, the points at which it doesn't feel like God is being faithful, we're not always equipped to judge that at the time. It may be that, you know, if you are having a difficult time now, it's perfectly possible that this is uh, setting up for something better in the future. So, if God is faithful, what does that mean for us? I just have a few thoughts to close on that. I think first it means we ought to grow and maintain... A sense of who God is. So we should learn about God and we should remind ourselves about God, what God is like. Uh, there's a, in some circles, it's fashionable to be on a journey and kind of be open-ended. And there's, you know, I don't want to say like we need to have all the answers and be done with discovering God, but we should discover something once in a while. We shouldn't just be on a sort of vague spiritual journey for our whole lives. We should learn things. We should expect to discover things and uh, arrive at places along the way. And so, developing a sense of this is, I have convictions about what God is like. I have um, a stable vision of what God is like, still, you know, open to some revision and learning and development. Uh, But at least at a basic level, I think we should have a goal of like, I have a sense of who God is to me. And we can uh, develop that by prayer. We can develop that by Scripture, participating in worship, participating in community like we're doing, uh, stuff like that making decisions based on trusting God. All that contributes to our picture of who God is. But it should be our goal, you know, not only to learn about God, but to keep that present, to to not forget, because we can forget. So grow and maintain a sense of who God is. And then um, when it doesn't always feel like God is that way, when it feels like God is not being faithful, uh, if, we have a, if we have built a pretty firm sense that this is my conviction, God is faithful, it may not always feel that way. It may not feel that way for a period of years. But I, I'm convinced this is who God is. That, that helps us to continue to trust when our feelings um, may not be pulling us in that direction. I have not always felt like God is faithful uh, over the years, but I do believe that God is faithful and that's helpful. And then... I think it means that if we do have a sense of uh, a promise from God, we trust that promise and, and often there's action involved in trusting that promise, right? Um, Harry and I were talking earlier and I thought to say, you know, if you're coming over for dinner, like, I'm going to make dinner before you show up because I trust that you're coming over. It has there's, there's preparation involved, right? Um, a promise is often accompanied by, if I really trust this is true, I'm going to do certain things to either prepare or to work towards something. Having this sense that God had something for Danae in LA did not mean we just, she just sat on the couch and waited for the phone call, you know, like she did stuff, uh, and that was necessary. Um, I've actually been working towards uh, a set of promises that are about 12 years old, and my life for the last 12 years has been basically aimed at that, Uh, And that's, you know, I don't have the story of how it came true yet because it's still on the way. But, I mean, this is often how it works. If you feel like God has said, this is something I'm going to do, and that has implications, you may pursue that for quite a long time before you see, like, the confirmation definitely this happened, or this will happen, or this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, we do have an important role, but we shouldn't overestimate the importance of our getting it right, because God is able to deliver even when we screw up. So, you don't want to say, this is all about me doing just the right thing so that God's promise comes true, right? Because God's the one who does the stuff. So, we we should see our role as important, but we shouldn't see it as too important. Uh, And I think if we believe God is faithful, we should also be faithful people. Uh, be people who do what we say we're going to do, who keep our promises, who do operate consistently and not arbitrarily. LA culture does not lend itself to this kind of thing. Uh, it is a, often the case that someone says they're coming over for the thing, and then they don't show up at the last minute. You know, I've done it. You've done it. Um, but I think it's something we should hold. And, and sometimes that's the right thing, right? There's There's things that come up, but we should value being people who do what we say we're going to do who value being faithful, who value commitment, who value um, putting ourselves uh, into commitment to something that maybe isn't always going to be fun and exciting and exactly what we wanted, right, and, and being principled about that. I think that's part of what it's like to be like our God. So, to close, uh, I think we'll just take a couple of moments and sit with this quietly. We'll let God have an opportunity to speak. You may have certain things come to mind. Uh, It may be that um, you feel a sense that God is revealing something new to you. It may be that you're aware of uh, something you have stopped trusting God about or something that you feel like you should start trusting God about. It may feel like, oh, I have uh, not been faithful and I need to do some repentance and some some stuff there and ask God for grace and to help me get on track with that. There's a number of different things that may come to mind and so um, we'll just have a few minutes. We'll let God speak. I'll say something not very long, like two minutes. Uh, If you want to pray with somebody, I didn't really appoint any prayer people but you can either go to someone you know, you can talk to the people around you, you can raise your hand and someone will come to where you are. But if you feel like there's something to pray on, uh, you can sort of make that known and just don't leave until uh, someone has prayed with you and talked with you about the thing that you feel is, like, coming up for you, okay? So let's just take, like, two minutes. Let the Lord bring things to mind as appropriate. So, Father, thank you for revealing yourself to us as a God who is faithful and uh, allowing us to know you and to know your intentions and to play a real role in what you're doing. Uh, I pray that you would continue to teach us about your faithfulness, to continue to guide us in how to be faithful people like you and how to live in accordance with your faithfulness. Uh, And I pray that you'd have your way today, here, now, uh, in prayer. Um, Bring about things you want to bring about. Thanks, God. Amen.